With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the girls' region championship game, the Murray Tigers topped Marshall County 38-29, sending the Tigers to the state tournament once again. Murray will play against Region 9's Ryle next Wednesday at 8 p.m. at Rupp Arena. For 99.5 The Fan, I'm Trevor Champion. This is the Region 1 Sports Report with Brian York and Chris the Guy. Brought to you by Chip Wynn Motors, Park Avenue, Paducah. On 99.5, The Fan. Well, it is the Region 1 Sports Report. I'm Brian York. Chris, the guy is with me. This show, as always, presented by Chipwin Motors, Park Avenue in Paducah. And here we are the day after. It's sort of bittersweet today. It's bittersweet because basketball season is over. At least for Region One well, play. Well, listen, it's it's over. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll we're gonna be right there, full fledged covering Mayfield tomorrow, and we'll be right there for the Murray girls next week. But it's over. Yeah. Everybody else is packing it in, so it's bittersweet for that reason. But Chris, we have a new old champion <laughs> again. We have a we have a new old champion. Um, I didn't know this. I'm glad you found it and tweeted mm-hmm. it. The first time a team has won more than three in a row since 1991. That's a run there. And the team that did it then is Marshall with 10. Yeah. I don't think that streak's in no. jeopardy. Well, who knows, though? No, I don't think that streak's in jeopardy. <laughs> you got six but, more to go, Murray. But uh, you want to you be the best. That's incredible. It it's is. incredible. Well, and also the fact that girls' basketball has been so good over the last few years yeah. in this region, yet we still only have one champion. And yeah, one well, team undefeated. You look at, and we talked about this yesterday, the last eight years— Marshall and Murray, and uh, yeah, Marshall and Murray combined for seven. Graves mm-hmm. had one in between that. So, and those are the three teams that perennially are our powers. Right. So it's incredible. It's top heavy in this region, but those top three, four contenders are really good and really something to watch when they play. Yeah. And it was last night. Um, we're going to talk about it all today. We're going to talk about just initial thoughts and reaction and feelings to that game last night we're going to break down that game last night and talk about it in a little more depth kind of let you know how it went played out what were the keys to that game and then we're going to address some negativity mm-hmm. now i'm not going to be negative but i'm going to address the we negativity. Want happy brian now there was some negativity on the part of some fans last night and we're going to talk about that but but first we just got to give it up for murray and give them their due i'm i'm taking my hat off Hats off, Murray. No, he Hats literally off. took his hat off. I literally um, took my hat off. I'll tell you what, I'm about to take my sweatshirt off up in here. Oh, it is we don't need you stripping steamy. in here. It is hot in the studio. But, Murray, I mean, we started the season, and everybody on press row last night that's the you know members of the media in this area, you talked to any one of them, myself included, anybody, the Paducah Sun guys, any of the radio guys? Uh, we from should other pull schools. the audio from uh, from our preview, our season preview, to I'm see what we you. said said about Murray. Well, here's what I would tell you about Murray, and I think I'm pretty positive I said it then because we we all said it up until about February mm-hmm. that there's no way Murray should win it this year. Right? That Callaway is much better. 
that right. Marshall was the surprise mm-hmm. and that Graves has started to show that they're the team that maybe should be the one to beat. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the season, you most people had Murray fourth. Mm-hmm. I, I, let's be honest. Most people had Murray third, Marshall fourth, with Marshall the surprise taking right, that. Right. So, but nobody thought Murray could win this thing again. And Especially there was we with were all, five players. Nobody thought they had the depth. Well, we were all joking at the start of the season that they win it this year. You might as well just give it to them every year until they decide they don't want it. Because, I mean, come on. And here we are. And I'm just being as honest as I can be. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw this coming. And if they told you they did, they're either lying or you need to get the lottery numbers from them. Right. <laughs> That's how good of a guess that was. Nobody. You know who did? Murray. Yeah. Coach Faust and Murray. And I don't even know if anybody saw it coming after Monday night. Like I think even after Monday night, the consensus was that Marshall was the you know stronger team going into that game. Even, at least is where they were playing at that point. Even as late as Monday night, a lot of the consensus, again among the experts, and I'm using air quotes, yeah, experts, was the champion is playing between Graves and Marshall. Mm-hmm. That they are should be the favorite in this. I know Murray is, but but on paper these two teams are better. Uh, you know, it's amazing that Marshall couldn't beat Murray during the season at least once. It's Graves is playing the best basketball of anybody in the region at this point. And then Marshall wins, and Marshall played a game that was as good as we've seen them play all year. Right. Graves didn't. And then you think, okay, well now Marshall's the favorite. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to beat a team three times, much less four times. Right. And there's just no way. It was too close. Every time they played, it got closer. Mm-hmm. And it took a buzzer beater to do it last time. And then at the end of the night, Murray still prevailed. Yeah. And how frustrating is that if you are a Marshall fan or if you are a Marshall player and you're like, how do we beat these guys? And I think that's why, you know, we'll get to it later. That's how I think some of that negativity starts is because you're looking at this team, you're like, well, we should be able to do this. And then four times in a row, you don't. The negativity is all about why they think they lost the Mm -hmm. game. And I'm going to try to debunk that later. But right now, yes, right it's now all it's, about celebrating. It's all about Murray. The best basketball team this region has seen since the early 90s. Yeah. And that's astounding. And you know what? I want to give credit to, and, and I think you know what, what the Murray coaches have done has been incredible, and mm-hmm. everybody's going to point to that and go, didn't see them winning this many games, certainly didn't see them winning another regional cha- championship. Right. But I want to give credit where credit is due to some of their players. To a couple in particular, that would be their seniors, Lizzie Curtis. I want to give it up to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, Parker Greer. Because, and I watched a couple of interviews and read a couple of times they had been interviewed this season. And one of the themes that kept popping up when they would talk to the media was, we don't want to be the first senior group to stop this. Yeah. To let this thing stop. It's not going to stop with us. And so... When you're a team that only plays five players, a sixth one when you had to, Mm -hmm. but five players and two of them are seniors who've been through the battles. Two of them are seniors who had to accept a certain role on the previous teams. Right. And then were left with it being their team in their senior year. That's that's not a role they're used to. Mm -hmm. That you put on their shoulders to do something they've never been tasked to do. Mm -hmm. Whether they can do it or not is a totally different conversation. But your expectation of them individually was different. Right. And now teams are going to key in on them, and for the first time probably in their careers, they've never had that. Mm-hmm. And yet, Lizzie Curtis is in the conversation, or was a, a Miss Basketball contender for a long time this season, and Parker Greer was as good as we've ever seen her. Yeah. So those two seniors deserve a ton of credit for getting the job done. 
just an unbelievable run by them. And you know, especially when when you have you're talking about depth, and you're talking about you know Graves and Marshall who both have some pretty good depth, and you're talking about a Murray team that is playing with their starting lineup, and other than occasionally switching out one player, that's it. <laughs> and you go undefeated. And win your region, undefeated in your region, winning your region. What do you? I mean, I don't even know what what superlatives you use about that. It is so amazing. (laughs) And and you think about and listen, we're gonna give Marshall some. They're doing a minute Mm -hmm. because what they did this season is unbelievable, absolutely. But when you talk about two different coaches in four years to do it, Mm -hmm. two went. You know, Rochelle went back to back in her final two years, and then Coach Faust coming in. And a lot of people look at last year and they go, "Well, my my goodness, he was handed a freaking Ferrari. Right? He should have won it." Do you know how hard that is? Oh yeah, you're the new guy. You know how easy it would be for those players to go. We don't think this guy knows what he's talking about. We'll do it our way. And and give, me, give me an example. Too. Give, me, give, me, give me an example. Go watch Mighty Ducks three. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. That's the story. That's yeah. it right there. Is you could easily have that situation as cheesy as that example is of the team being handed off to a new guy who's really good and knows what he's doing, but the players might not give him that benefit. Right. And so. That what that's what happened. It's a Tubby Smith situation. It's almost more difficult than building your own team up because the expectations are immediate. Like if you come in after the last coach has failed, you know you could clean that up. You've got some time to do that, but to go right away, the the man has never lost a Region One game in his you know since he's been coaching at Murray. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's true. I mean, that's that's definitely true. I'm actually going back. I know Murray knows this, but I'm going to find it for myself. The last time they lost to a first region opponent was not three years ago. It was in the 2014-15 season. Right. So it was in the 2014-15 season. It was March 7th, 2015. It was the year that Graves County won the region. And Graves beat him. Graves, Graves was last, beat him. And, and that was that in the championship game there? Um, I don't think it was in the cha- – no, it wasn't. Because okay. Graves well, had yeah. to go on and play Tillman. Okay. But that was... It was in a regional tournament. Let's be honest. That was the championship game. Mm-hmm. Tillman was solid that year. I'm actually going back and looking because I want to remember. Uh, Tillman had an unbelievable season that year. They were 29-3. and Murray was 27-4. and Graves was 27-6. and mm-hmm. Graves was the favorite pretty much all year. Murray, that was the team of Murray that had all the D1 players, but they were all freshmen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. They were all youngins. And uh, so you had that going for them. Tillman was unbelievable that year, but I mean Graves beat Tillman sixty forty six in the championship. Mm-hmm. The real championship game was that Graves Murray game. So the last team to beat them came in two thousand fifteen, not the two thousand fifteen season, the two thousand fourteen season. Right. So it's been that long. That's amazing. There's just no other way to say it. Unbelievable is what the other yeah. way to say it. Yeah. Uh, just incredible. And again, you lose the talent that they've lost. You you lose, and I, that's why. Everybody looked at it and said, look, they're too far removed from that kind of team. Well, the thing is, too, you have to look at, okay, we're coming in with these five players, and and we're not going to win as pretty as we have in past years. We're going to have a lot of battles, but then you still do it. And well, you still do it every single night. Again, I hate to mention that again, but the negativity about last night had to do with maybe the way they won some games this sure. year. And again, we'll address that later. I'm teasing it because I don't want to get to it right now. But they did win a lot of games just by barely hanging on. Mm-hmm. How, I, I don't even know right now off the top of my head. Three buzzer beaters? Yeah. And one buzzer beater to beat them mm-hmm. in the All-A. So th- they, they're they in every game. And the last 
three years, there you had to have gotten so used to just rolling opponents. Well, and you have that to think, again the pressure on this team to win close. They'd never done that before. Well, and you have to think too. Opponents are like, all right, we 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 finally got a chance against They're them down. this year. Yeah, <laughs> this is their down year. We can beat them, and none of them did. I think it is a shame. I'm gonna let my bias show a little bit. I think it is a shame that Graves didn't get to play them after December. Mm-hmm. But to see the the team that Graves turned into, to see that team play Murray would have been fun, even yeah. if it was January. Sure, just to see that different Graves team go at them, I think would have been fun. Would would that does that mean Graves would have beat them? I don't know. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe. But I think it would have been fun because we got the Marshall Murray matchup a handful of times. Right. We got Callaway Murray a handful of times. They only faced each other once. We didn't <laughs> and get the, that. And it re- was early December. Right. And that's before Graves had hit their yeah, stride. That's before that's when Graves was ready to throw in the towel because they started off so poorly. Right. So I, I would have liked to have seen that. All right. That's the only regret. That's the only regret. Uh, regret. We will uh, come back. We'll break down last night's game, talk about it in a little bit of detail, show you how things went, how the flow went, maybe what was some of the keys to the game, and then I'll. I'll address that negativity. I feel your pain. I just don't think your argument's that great. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that more. I'm gonna I'm gonna shed the sweatshirt first. Oh, he's taking it off, people. Region One Sports. Looking to buy or sell a home? Take your first step by calling AJ Martin with Remax Realty Group. AJ has the negotiation skills, the hustle, and the marketing savvy to ensure that you find your next house quickly and that you sell at top dollar. AJ understands it's not just a house, but a home where you'll make memories and have those great family moments. Call him today to see your dream home in person or to list your current house. 270-994-2023. Together, we'll get you home. This is Nick Black from Chip Win Motors, and we are proud to be sponsoring the Region 1 Sports Report. Since 1947, Chip Win Motors has been proud to be a part of our local community and a proud sponsor of youth sports. We believe that youth sports promote a healthy lifestyle, create a sense of accomplishment, and builds confidence in our youth, and we are proud to support that in any way we can. For details on our company, its history, or perhaps you're looking for a vehicle, please visit our website at chipwin.com. That's C-H-I-P-W-Y. You're listening to the Region 1 Sports Report on 99.5 The Fan. Sports report, free and easy, baby. I thought you were dying getting out of that thing. I felt it sounded like, like it. a suffocated dog. It felt like it. It's Region One Sports Report. I'm Brian York, Chris Lagana. We're talking about things that are bittersweet because the season's over. Um, my diet has to get back on track. Yeah, <laughs> that's bittersweet. And I thought about it last night, and I was like, I better go get one more soda. By the way, I'm planning on having a soda for lunch today, but it's because I'm I gotta wing myself off of mm-hmm. now, right? It's a pretty you day. Wing yourself That's, off. Well, here's the thing: I gotta go get gas, and if I go get gas, especially at Huck's, I gotta get me a, a cherry some you know sun drop fountain. You soda. just have to. Got to. You can't go to Huck's and not get a fountain drink. Well, they got what's the gonna good happen ice. if you don't? They got the good ice. I'll feel awful. The good about ice it. is nice. Here's it's a no win situation. I'll feel bad if I do, and I'll feel bad if I'll feel right. mad if I don't. Right. right. Like bad if I do, mad if I I don't know. So. It's happening. I'm just warning everybody. I'm trying to get back on my diet, but it's going to be hard, y'all. What did they have last night for championship Tuesday? They didn't have anything. They didn't have anything? No. That's kind of weak. So I stopped at the gas station, got a big swig, and got a uh, uh, Cliff Bar. Which, by the way, you would think Cliff Bars are like 
Yeah, it's a healthy choice. Oh, those they're things like are awful. Seventy-five carbs. And You're better off getting a Snickers bar. Yeah. You're better off getting two Snickers bars. Right. And they're it not even more that sugar. good. It had no. Nah, chocolate chip ones are pretty pretty solid. Uh, but it had the. Uh, I was reading it and I was like, this is probably why I'm gaining weight. I think I've had eight of these in the last week. Yeah, it's like a whole meal worth of calories in a bar. Uh, I mean, the that's calories, the point of it. The carbs and yeah. well, it's it's designed for you to do that and then go be like mountain climbing right. active and not right? sitting on press row. <laughs> not sitting on press row with a big swig. <laughs> And a headset on. <laughs> so I'm gonna blame. I'm not gonna blame the sodas as much as the Cliff Bars. Lately well, you've only got a small window here before Chief season starts, and you're back to get eating healthy like crap. And then, right, right. So that's, my wife goes. So you're gonna be home tonight, and I went. Well, I'm gonna go to the gym first. She's like, your first night to get home, you're gonna go to the gym, and I was like, I'll go early. But if I don't go to the gym tonight, I'm really going to feel bad mm-hmm. about all this soda and clipboard. Mm-hmm. So, like, like tonight's going to make a dent. So, it's like you have to use the guilt of having these bad things to force you to exercise. And if you don't have them, you can yeah. be like, well, you know what? I really don't need to work and, out. I didn't have anything bad today. And I'll admit, I feel way better. Let's say I'm still the same weight. Mm-hmm. Let's say I don't drop any weight. I don't add any muscle. I don't, you know, cut any whatever. Let's say I'm just the same me. But when I change my diet, once I get into it, I feel a hundred times better. Mm-hmm. I do. When I'm drinking water and not soda, right. when I'm cutting all that like extra sugar out, where the only sugar I'm getting is just natural or you know coffee, right. <laughs> like I feel amazing. Yeah, I don't feel great on this kind of diet. But the difference in a turkey sandwich for lunch and a calzone, yeah, as far as your taste buds are concerned, is way different. So even though I know one's going to make me feel awful the rest of the day, so. I'm going to try to get you back on track. You get your calzones from Paisanos? Yeah, Paisanos. They also <laughs> eat my clothes up. And I'll tell you what. Anybody you go that, eat it with the boss at lunch every day? Anybody that gets those references, <laughs> you deserve five t-shirts. All right. All right. You ready for the breakdown last Let's night? hear it. All Let's right. hear the breakdown. So last night, final score, Murray Marshall ends up, what the heck? What did I do? There it is. All right. Ends up at 38-29. We'll talk about that low score in a minute. Part of the negativity. And we called yesterday. We said, let's just bring back to my notes. You said it's going to be 78 total points. I said 72. So we ended up with, what, 68? Yeah, Six- I, here's why. I thought it would be 48-38. Mm-hmm. I thought it would get one in the 40s, one in the 30s, therefore somewhere in the 70s total. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> All right. Last night, though. Uh, really good game. Let's give you the tell of the tape. How did things go individually? We'll start there and compare some notes. Marshall County. Ten points out of Lange. She led the way for the Lady Marshals. Connor had eight, ended up fouling out. Uh, five points for Tara Colson in her final game. Four points for Presley Jessic. And two points for Lauren Powell in her final game as a Lady Marshal. On the flip side, just five players played. And just three players scored that for Murray. That is amazing. Angela Gearhart led the way at 15. She had a really good game. And, and a lot of that, credit to her, she played smart. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that was they paid so much attention to Curtis. And Murray at times would use Curtis almost as a decoy. Run her up to the ball. It would draw the defender. And Gearhart had a wide open lane. Mm-hmm. And she took advantage. Uh, Curtis with 13. And then Callie Carver, who was still kind of injured with 10. Yeah. I mean, she got a bruised knee, didn't play on the uh, semifinal game, and yeah. came back for that one. So don't uh, don't forget about that. Let's do – got to go to the phone because Joe Jackson stole my scores. So let's do quarter by quarter. Zoom in there, phone. 
So Marshall County actually had a lead nine to six early. In fact, they led by uh, I think was it nine to four, mm-hmm. something like that. I'll have to go back and look at my notes. Uh, yeah, Murray, it took Murray a while to even get on the board. Yeah, you really get going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murray scored ten, Marshall seven in the second. Murray scored fourteen, Marshall nine in the third. Murray scored eight, Marshall four in the fourth. Keep those in mind because that's going to pad my argument later on. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, as a team, go team to team. Marshall County shot 28% from the floor, 17% from three, just two of 12. They were 5 of 5 at the foul line, and I believe they out-rebounded Murray. What's well, 18 and 6? It's hard 24. to, if you're only shooting 28, you know, under 30 from the floor, yeah. no matter what the other team's doing, it's hard to win that game. Yeah. Well, they, uh, they pulled down 24 rebounds. Hold that number in your head. On Murray's side, they shot 41% from the floor, 33% from three, which is dang near their averages. Mm-hmm. Um, at the foul line, they were just 44%. Eight of 18. Hold that in your head for an argument later. Am I supposed to be taking notes? You're giving me a lot of numbers to hold in my when head. When I speak, you should always be taking notes. <laughs> Nothing but genius thoughts are coming out. Um, Rebound-wise, what I say? Marshall had 24. Mm-hmm. Murray ended up with 26. But if I go back to the halftime stats, I believe Marshall was rebounding at an 11-8 to clip. So you see the difference. Murray sure. turned it up in the second half. Uh, turnovers were also a big key as to how few there were. Four for Murray and just four for Marshall. Turnovers didn't play a key. So that's the tell of the tape. That's the tell of the tape. As far as game flows, it took Murray a while to get on the board. Once Murray got on the board, once Murray got a lead, they weren't going to relinquish it. No. Part of that's because of their style. So you ready for the negativity that came last night? Mm-hmm. So it is frustrating when you fall behind and another team then goes into stall basketball. Right. Now, is that what Murray did? Not necessarily, because if you watched Murray when they were down 9-4 to four, or 9-6... to six, they were still playing the same right. kind of offense. Right. They just weren't as deliberate in that offense. Um, a lot of what Murray does, it's a lot like you could talk about Virginia and mm-hmm. men's basketball. It's a lot like it's not really a Princeton-style offense because there's no baseline action. Like In, in the Princeton-style offense, when you're kind of taking the air out of the basketball, you're constantly moving on the baseline for that one pass. Right. And then when it's there, you pass it, you score. In a Virginia-style basketball, it's sort of, we're going to lull you to sleep and then make our cut. Right. That's kind of how Murray plays. Everything's real deliberate, but there's not a lot of action going on. And I think that frustrates teams, especially because yeah. how many points did Murray, uh, the Marshall-Graves game, what was the final in that one? I'm already blanking on... 50-44. So you're looking at you know 50-44 game, and basically... They went to overtime. Right, but their point total almost got cut in half from that game... Well, and again, I think a lot of fans, rightfully so, are frustrated because they're trailing and it's like, we can't get the ball back. Mm -hmm. But here's what I don't want to hear. Now, you're going to think this is ironic coming from a guy who has screamed at the top of his lungs for a shot clock. Yeah. And I will still advocate for that shot clock. I still think high school sports needs a shot clock. There's no reason it doesn't. Basketball itself needs a shot clock. Here's my two main arguments. More and more kids are playing at the next level than before because more and more colleges are around and more and more opportunities are available. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is you're taking a kid out of high school and putting them in college, and now there is a shot clock. So I think just to prepare them for the next level, it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. 
And then number two, it's it forces play. Yeah. It forces play. Now, even with a shot clock, I think there was one possession late in the game where Murray took just over two minutes off the clock without taking a shot. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have a 40-second shot clock, it's the same case if they take 40 seconds off the clock, right. hit the rim, get the rebound, and do it again. Right. So it's not like it's going to force Marshall to get the ball back, mm-hmm. right? So coming from a guy who watched Graves County's boys lose to McCracken County and saw McCracken County take like four minutes off the clock right. in, the, in a close game in the fourth quarter, trust me, I get the frustration. But here's what I don't want to hear. Well, we'd have won that game if we had a shot clock. They played chicken basketball. We'd have won that game if we had a shot clock. Yeah, I don't think so. I still don't think you win that game. Mm-hmm. You mean to drive a point home? I'm, I'm going to give you like a lawyer presenting all the facts, okay? A lack of shot clock is not why you shot 28% from the floor. Right. A lack of shot clock did not cause some of your players to miss layups and miss right at the rim. Mm-hmm. And I mean point blank. A lack of shot clock is not why you only made, what, two threes in the game? A lack of shot clock is not why you were out rebound. A lack of shot clock is not why you couldn't turn them over. Mm-hmm. Okay? The, sh- the lack of shot clock had nothing to do with you losing that game. Is it frustrating? Is a lack of shot clock why you had the ball less than the Murray? Yes. Right. But you didn't do anything with it when you had it. Mm-hmm. And the shot total, the, the difference in shots took was so close. Okay, so so let's look at that. Forty shot attempts for Marshall. Thirty-two for Murray. So they had they had more, more shot attempts. Here's the other thing: Murray missed ten free throws. So they had the chance. A lack of shot clock didn't hurt you in this. Was game. it the same basket that Graves was missing all theirs at? Yeah, maybe it's that basket. Listen, I am calling for an investigation into that end of the court. <laughs> And that rim, because Marshall was missing layups at that rim, and Murray was missing foul shots yeah. at that rim, all right? Uh, it's like, I guarantee you that basket is 10 inches, point two. Like <laughs> it's something like, off on it. Yeah, all right. Here's the thing. I could almost get behind your argument for, well, a, a shot clock would have forced pace of play, and if we could have played our pace, we would have won. Mm-hmm. But, follow me here. That was your fourth game against Murray this season. They have now beat you four times. They beat you four times. They beat you four times. They beat you four times. I said that four times so you can see the opportunities that were lost. (laughs) And each game got closer, and it took a buzzer beater in the second game. And if your argument was, well, they, you know, if Marshall had beat them, let's say the third time they played, Mm -hmm. and Marshall had beat them in a game where the, the play was just up and down run and gun, get into your offense, get to the basket, let's score and go. If that were the case, and then Murray learned from that, we're going to have to hold the ball to beat them. Mm -hmm. I could sit there and go, yeah, that stinks, man. If we had a shot clock, they couldn't use that strategy. But I'm not saying that the shot clock, lack of shot clock hurt you. I'm saying it would hurt their strategy. Right. But it did not cost you this game. Is it frustrating? Um... I'm the first one to raise my hand and say yes. As a broadcaster, it's a little frustrating to call a game like that. As a, as a journalist who's neutral to both ends and has been amazed at what Murray has done, it's a little frustrating to watch that style of play. Mm-hmm. We saw Graves County lose in a way that we felt like, man, if they had a shot clock, we could have maybe got the ball back. In the, in the boys' game. In, in the, the boys' game. Mm-hmm. But you had every opportunity to win that game. 
don't blame a lack of shot clock on the fact that they milked the clock because you had more shot attempts for the longest time you were out rebounding them mm-hmm. and you had point blank layups that you bricked and missed yeah and that wasn't a lot that had nothing to do with shot clock you got up i just go back to you got up more shots do you think murray's play just tends to put teams off of their rhythm and that is why they've been so successful and that's why it's so maybe frustrating to play against them i think so because i think when you get the ball back you almost feel this sense of urgency right like oh we have to score yeah. on this on this attempt. and again it goes back to you had more shot attempts what's yeah. the sense of ur- i just you shot 28 percent from the floor you got out rebounded they missed a ton of free throws you had every opportunity mm-hmm. and and i agree with you I, Part of that is is because they just grind you out on offense mm-hmm. that you get the ball back and you're like, we got it back finally. Right. I get that. I just don't think, don't blame a team for using that strategy. And oh, by the way, don't be advocating for a shot clock in a loss if you wouldn't advocate for it if you had won that game. Right. Okay? Let's say the game goes exactly the same way, but you make those shots, you make, you took more, you made more, and you won the game, would you still be going, man, no. we need it? You wouldn't. You no. wouldn't even be thinking about it. And also, don't sit there because it's in, it's intellectually dishonest if you're going to sit there after a loss and say, we need a shot clock, when for years your boys team under Gillespie had everybody else in the region going, man, you're why we need a shot clock. Right. All right? I just find They've that They've been a on both ironic. sides of that now. I find that a little ironic. And listen, my heart hurts for you because my team lost the way you did last mm-hmm. night in that frustrating sense of we just didn't get the ball enough. But then you look at the stats and it tells a different story. Mm-hmm. So, All right. Are you ready? Can we tell you, say some good things about Marshall now? I'm fixing to say some good things about Marshall right. because I'm— We've got all the negativity out. Well, and this isn't even and negative. this isn't even their team necessarily. This is not negative towards Marshall. Right. And this is not necessarily negative towards the fan base. Mm-hmm. This is negative towards some online negativity, mm-hmm. right? This was some things popping up on social media last night that was agitating me because you know what else? Saying, well, if we just had a shot clock, we would have won, is actually not doing your team any favors because mm-hmm. you're saying to your team, you only lost because you didn't have a shot clock. The only way we could beat them is if we had a shot clock. That's right. what you're saying. You're admitting that you can't beat them without a shot clock. That's the same thing as going, you're overrated. To an opponent that you know you beat, right? You're just degrading the opponent. That's then that's not an accomplishment. Or they wouldn't have won if they didn't have a three point line. Yeah, the same thing, the same thing. So when you say we need we needed a shot clock, if we had a shot clock, we'd have won. Then you're basically admitting you can't win without it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. And again, it's a small percentage of people, but it's a loud percentage of people on 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 social media. And I just wanted to address that because, as a Marshall County native, as an alum, I'm telling you, I wasn't rooting for you or i wasn't rooting for murray last night but the season you've had i've been so proud yeah i've been so proud of what marshall county's done this season but that's not had nothing to do with that so let's give marshall their due when we return on region one sports Looking to buy or sell a home? Take your first step by calling A.J. Martin with REMAX Realty Group. A.J. has the negotiation skills, the hustle, and the marketing savvy to ensure that you find your next house quickly and that you sell at top dollar. A.J. understands it's not just a house, but a home where you'll make memories and have those great family moments. Call him today to see your dream home in person or to list your current house. 270-994-2023. Together, we'll get you home. 
This is Nick Black from Chip Wynn Motors, and we are proud to be sponsoring the Region 1 Sports Report. Since 1947, Chip Wynn Motors has been proud to be a part of our local community and a proud sponsor of youth sports. We believe that youth sports promote a healthy lifestyle, create a sense of accomplishment, and builds confidence in our youth, and we are proud to support that in any way we can. For details on our company, its history, or perhaps you're looking for a vehicle, please visit our website at chipwynn.com. That's C-H-I-P-W-Y. Talking your teams. This is the Region 1 Sports Report. It's Region 1 Sports Report. Brian York and Chris the Guy coming at you on this Wednesday edition. (sighs) See, now the week feels like it's going fast. Not to me. All week long, I thought it was the next day. And today I'm going, it feels like Tuesday. I felt like Thursday to me. <laughs> You're the one that got me off earlier this week. Well, there you go. This show is brought to you. Our presenting sponsor is Chipwin Motors, Park Avenue in Paducah, on the lot and online. Oh, man, I got him. did it to me again. I got him. Chipwin.com, C-H-I-P-W-Y-N-N.com. And I just want to let all of our fans know that I have to sit here and listen to Brian giving himself notes while he's in the shower. <laughs> In between segments. We joke on here all the time that sometimes when I have a thought, I can't get it out of my head. And so I talk about how I can't turn my brain off. Yeah. And then some days I get here and I've already done the show in my head. And right. so I get here and then I can't remember anything that I was wanting to talk about. Well, some days we do the show before. I mean, there's been days yeah. we have an hour-long conversation. We're like, well, why are we even talking about this yeah. and not doing so, this on the show? Last night I'm in the shower and I'm thinking about some of those things that I want to address. Mm-hmm. And so I just grabbed my phone and made a voice memo of like two minutes of what I wanted to and say. And I'm like, so. so you're in the shower? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the shower. Yeah. So I'm listening to you in the shower giving notes. And if you listen real closely, you can hear my radio in the background. I could so. definitely hear All your right. radio in the background. I got the whole scene set, man. I think last night was Daryl Worley. I, think right. I had some old country on. All right. I say old country. Dude was like out in like How the long 2000s. are you in the shower? Oh, I enjoy my showers. It's a nice open air shower. It's tile. It's very nice. It's very nice. Get in there and get the steam going. You have to because in the open air shower, what I learned is the moment you turn that water off, if you don't have yeah. a towel, you are going to freeze right. to death. So, because it holds none of that heat in. Mm-hmm. So, as long as you're in the water, you're good. You turn that water off, so that you just have to stay in there forever. To you, you got to psych yourself up. Right here, I go. All right, one, two. I'm gonna three, turn it off right grab. now. You know, yeah, yeah. So, and I looked into. I had a buddy ask me. He goes, "Why don't you get the glass? You know, and like glass it in where it's open." And I went, "Dude, that was gonna be like a thousand bucks for two pieces of glass mm-hmm. for a door and for like the over the the shelf, right? Like, I ain't gonna do that. I'll freeze for a thousand dollars." So I've got the electric radiator in our bathroom, and I throw the towel over it. Yeah. So when you get out, you got this so nice I, warm towel. I got a buddy who just built a house, and he's got the heated towel warmer. Oh, that's 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 nice. But when he told me what he had to do to have that, oh, like you've really? got to run power to it. It's got a little switch on the side, but the power runs to the the rack, mm-hmm. so it can't be near water, mm-hmm. right? So it. So I was like, for me. It'd have to be across the little So you'd have to like get out, to get out of the shower to reach for it. That ruins the whole point. Yeah, might as well throw it in the dryer, run to the dryer real quick and get it. Yeah. All right. Now well, that we've talked about Brian's showering habits for the last uh, you know two well, minutes. And now you know and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> There's another reference that I hope some of you folks get. All right. Brought to you by it's G.I. Joe. I'll go ahead and give it to you. It's G.I. Joe. I know it's G.I. Joe. Is I supposed to reply with G.I. Joe? No, but I'm I don't right. want anybody else to be going, I know I've heard that. Go Joe. That's what I was waiting for. All right, there All you right. go. So, 
Where are we at? Chipwin Motors. Chipwin Motors. We got other sponsors too now. Ivitz Plumbing. Ivitz Plumbing. Ellis Insurance. AJ Martin Realty. AJ Martin Realty. Thanks to all our sponsors. We're looking to add more. We hope to add and more. And we may actually have an interview from AJ doing the yeah. interview coming up with. Oh, we have grind session tickets. I forgot to plug that. Yeah, plug that. Go on Twitter right now. Um, all you got to do is like the tweet. We've got a VIP, two VIP passes to all of the grind session games going starting tomorrow at Marshall County High School running through this weekend. So if you want to check out, should be some great basketball. Region 1, basketball's over. You still need to get your fix. Grind session going on. If you want to get those VIP tickets, just head over to Region 1 Sports on Twitter and like that tweet, and you will uh, you will be entered to win those tickets. And we'll, we'll pick that winner tomorrow morning. We'll pick that winner tomorrow morning. Announce it on the show. We'll announce it on the show. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> We've got more coming up. I want to give Marshall all the credit in the world because they had a fantastic Absolutely. season. Absolutely. And nothing, you know, it seems like at times I'm negative. I've tried to address that before. I'm negative because I expect more because I grew up you in an era where you expect so more. much from Marshall. They're I like do. the stepchild that can't do any right. <laughs> no, they can do a lot of right. And they did this season. And I think... Every one of those seniors, all three of them, should be very proud of the season they had. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about that when we come back on Region 1 Sports. Looking to buy or sell a home? Take your first step by calling A.J. Martin with REMAX Realty Group. A.J. has the negotiation skills, the hustle, and the marketing savvy to ensure that you find your next house quickly and that you sell at top dollar. A.J. understands it's not just a house, but a home where you'll make memories and have those great family moments. Call him today to see your dream home in person or to list your current house. 270-994-2023. Together, we'll get you home. This is Nick Black from Chip Wynn Motors, and we are proud to be sponsoring the Region 1 Sports Report. Since 1947, Chip Wynn Motors has been proud to be a part of our local community and a proud sponsor of youth sports. We believe that youth sports promote a healthy lifestyle, create a sense of accomplishment, and builds confidence in our youth, and we are proud to support that in any way we can. For details on our company, its history, or perhaps you're looking for a vehicle, please visit our website at chipwin.com. That's C-H-I-P-W-Y. NN.com. This is the Region 1 Sports Report with Brian York and Chris the Guy on 99.5 The Fan. All right, Chris. Chris the Guy, Brian York with you. Our Wednesday edition, Region 1 Sports. Marshall County had a fantastic season. And I tweeted this last night, and I fully believe it. Lauren Powell, Whitney Miller, and Tara Colson should be very proud of the season they had their senior year. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't you know, reach the destiny you thought you would get to, but if we're all being honest, we talked about Murray being maybe that third or fourth team we had picked. We didn't pick Marshall to even be a contender this no, year. No, And here you were playing for the regional championship. And even maybe until, what, late December, early January, did we even... Th- think they were for real they played a lot of games out of region that we didn't know you know much about but, but it was think about their schedule how many flights they had to take to yeah. places turn around play a tournament against teams they knew nothing about right. come back play teams that were really good i mean the season they had with the schedule they had is incredible mm-hmm. and i want to give you something real quick so you're playing with your third coach in four years and i said last night three and three i've, I've always meant four i always knew clap was there too i just you forget things, right? So last season, pretty much the same team. Mm-hmm. They didn't really. I'm, I'm trying to look at their roster now, and just off the top of my head, they lost 
one senior off of last year's team. Okay, So pretty much this same team, the core of who they are, last year's Marshall County team went 15-14 and 14 and didn't make it to the regional tournament. And this year they so this just about won it. Well, this incarnation of Marshall County basketball, and you go back even the season before that, where are we at? Where are you at season before that? Yeah, you go back even the season before that, they went 27-8 and eight and lost to Murray in the first region championship. Mm-hmm. But this incarnation of that team, because they lost some players off of that team that were pretty good. Yep. Lost Hannah Lange. She was pretty good. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, Dan's oldest daughter. And so, and uh, Paige Henson. And then, you know, Carrick that season was a junior. So they relied on different players. Last year, they barely got over 500 to miss the tournament. This team did not have that going for them. They were coming off a year where you barely make, you don't make the tournament. You're not a great team. I think last year they lost four or five in a row down the stretch, just mm-hmm. fell apart. You get a new coach, and I know Dan Lange's. SEC player of the year when he right. played and I know all of that but you get a new coach and I know he's been there but sometimes it's still tough to make that adjustment and you have a season like they did where they go through the toughest district in the state mm-hmm. have to play that district opponent for a fourth time in the regional championship it didn't end the way you wanted it to but you beat Graves County yeah and let's be honest didn't nobody see that coming either yeah and I, the whole the whole season for them there's nothing no. for them to uh, be embarrassed about. And this I addressed year. that yesterday that a lot of people go, well, Graves gave them that game. Maybe Graves would have won the game if they made free throws, but Graves didn't lose the game because they missed free throws. Similar to, you know, the argument with the shot clock exactly. today. Exactly. So I just, those three players should be proud of the tradition, the uniform they play for. I know that they didn't, you know, for their careers, didn't win a regional championship. And at Marshall County, for the Lady Marshall, right. that's not, that's a down group to a lot of people it's not because you brought that program back to life yeah you helped get that program back to life and now because of you and your efforts this year let's be honest going into next year and we're going to put murray out of that conversation next year again of course but going into next year graves and marshall are the two to beat Mm -hmm. based on what they've got coming back off the seasons that they had so it doesn't mean they got to replace some players it just means that the core of what did it are coming back. And let's hope they, you know, don't have to find a new coach this year. Hopefully not. Coach Lange did a, just an amazing job this year too with that team. And when you consider what, what they were last year, consider what they were last year. Yeah. The schedule they played this year had to go to Washington D.C. December fifteenth and sixteenth. Turned around on the twenty eighth and went to Panama. Mm-hmm. Right. So two weeks there in two different places. Yeah. The, the month of December was just crazy, and they won a lot of games in December. Mm-hmm. And then you go down the stretch, they lost to Sacred Heart and Simon Kenton. Yeah, those are pretty good teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost to Graves County on the first. They lost to Murray right after that by a point. By a point, yeah. They lost to Murray in the district championship on a buzzer beater three. They were up by one, lost by two. You you had a phenomenal season. And just like with my Lady Eagles, I cannot wait to see what the Lady Marshals do next season. For sure. That, that core is going to be back. Uh, Connor running the point, Lange down low. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. They lose some size. Lauren Powell gave Lauren Powell. It's like Reed Travis for Kentucky basketball. Mm-hmm. When Reed is on the court, PJ's a lot better, right? Because you got to respect both of them. Lauren losing her is going to be tough to replace, but Lange's kind of a beast. Mm-hmm. I looked at Joe last night and I went, "Did she get taller in two nights?" Like I don't think she was this tall the night before. Right. She was playing a team with less size, and you got to actually see how big. How tall she is. So they're going to be fine. 
they're going to be fine. They're going to be good next year. It'll be really good. And it's all because of this season. Mm-hmm. This is a springboard to what they can be the, next they're year. They're ahead, and we've been kind of saying this all year, they're ahead of schedule. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I they think had some seniors this year. The two, I mean, But still, when you compare to what they were last year to what we were expect, the expectations were this year, they they exceeded expectations this year. All three of those seniors are important. I mean, Lauren Powell's your third-leading scorer, and Tara Cosen's your fourth-leading scorer. Whitney Miller comes off the bench, and she uh, scored almost five a game. So they're all very important to that offense. Mm-hmm. But you're going to return your two top-leading scorers. You're going to return uh, Lane P, so three of your top five four of your top six Mm -hmm. it's a good group to get back and they've got some good younger players that just didn't see a lot of action because of that group in front of them right so like i said you gotta here's the ingredients you need to be good you need a great point guard you got it Mm -hmm. and the x factor is your size Mm -hmm. you're big and you got that graves county next year comes back with a great point guard and a big it's gonna be fun it is and those are the two teams for my money going into next season are gonna be the teams to watch out for and beat so uh, and that's no disrespect for Callaway, but I think Callaway's losing just enough that it's even Charlie Settle's going to have a harder time losing one of her uh, wingmates, if you will. Right. So we'll talk about all that in our uh, as we are season postmortem wrap-ups. of yeah. the uh, season here. Yeah, but again, I just can't I can't say enough good things about Marshall County's season this year. They finish twenty three and nine on the season. I mean, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable when you look at what when they, they were under five hundred last year. Yeah. You look at what they did as a team this year, 44% from the floor, 33% from three. And again, Case and Connor and uh, Hallie Lange will both be coming back next year. Let them in scoring 11.5 and 12 a game, respectively. Pretty good group coming back. Girls so, basketball is ready for another great I season. I said last night, I mean, the future is bright at Marshall County now. Mm-hmm. Dan Lange said, my goal is to get us back to where we're the team. Yeah. You're pretty they're, much there. They're the standard bearer You're for girls there. basketball in this region. Yeah. When you look at their history at that, they, they're they it. You want to know how good Marshall County girls basketball was for years and has been? Mm-hmm. When Aaron Beth won the regional tournament a few years ago at Graves, he hadn't won a state game yet. And him and Howard were already the two winningest father-son combo in the state <laughs> in the, as far as state tournament games. So Howard had won that many games that well, Aaron didn't have to win one day. Ten consecutive, yeah. which again, we talked about earlier in the show. Yeah, but you go back to that era, that was in the 80s. Yeah. That ended in 91. Mm-hmm. That was in the 80s. That's two state championships in that time, too. Yeah. There was some pretty good girls basketball yeah. for them back then. Um, all right. Marshall County, I'm proud of you. I'm proud to be a resident and an alum. Marshall Strong, baby. No, really. I mean, it was it's a fantastic year, and I'm just I'm happy for them. Uh, they averaged 53 and a half points a game. Pretty good team. Pretty good Pretty team. Good team. And I again, uh, best of luck in all that you do to those three seniors: Lauren Powell, Tara Colson, and Whitney Miller. Which, by the way, I think Whitney Miller is my neighbor. Is that right? I think so, so there's that little nugget for you. All right, we well, done for, for that. We got more. We got more. Some controversy in the state of Kentucky. Big time controversy. Over what now? What the Mr. Basketball was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was kind of a big deal. We'll wrap up with that and more Region 1 Sports. 
This is Nick Black from Chip Wynn Motors, and we are proud to be sponsoring the Region 1 Sports Report. Since 1947, Chip Wynn Motors has been proud to be a part of our local community and a proud sponsor of youth sports. We believe that youth sports promote a healthy lifestyle, create a sense of accomplishment, and builds confidence in our youth, and we are proud to support that in any way we can. For details on our company, its history, or perhaps you're looking for a vehicle, please visit our website at chipwin.com. That's C-H-I-P-W-Y-E. Looking to buy or sell a home? Take your first step by calling A.J. Martin with REMAX Realty Group. A.J. has the negotiation skills, the hustle, and the marketing savvy to ensure that you find your next house quickly and that you sell at top dollar. A.J. understands it's not just a house, but a home where you'll make memories and have those great family moments. Call him today to see your dream home in person or to list your current house. 270-994-2023. Together, we'll get you home. The Region 1 Sports Report. Follow us on Twitter at Region 1 Sports. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the game. Region 1 Sports Report, Brian York and Chris the Guy. Wrap it up our Monday edition. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you've missed any part of it, you can always download the podcast, which will be on iTunes very soon, which will be on Stitcher and Spotify and anywhere you get podcasts. That's been the number one question we've been asked. Absolutely. Is how and, are we, and we hopefully, maybe even by, unfortunately, it's going to be coming right at the end of the basketball season. Yes. But uh, Hopefully by baseball. Yeah. We'll yeah. have it up. And then, of course, from there on, forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the thing. Th- that costs money. People don't realize that. It costs you some money, and we had to get approval from the higher-ups to spend the money. And we had to get sponsors, too. We now we've sponsors. got more sponsors, and we're able to do more things. So we'll be on iTunes and anywhere you download podcasts very soon. In the meantime, it's very simple. We could tell you the headache way to go find us, or you could just follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And if you follow us on Twitter, you'll never miss an episode, I promise. Uh, if you don't follow us on Twitter, just go to westkentuckystar.com and click on Listen Now. And you'll have to do a little navigation, but you'll find it there. So that's the easiest way. If we tell them, I'm always a bit worried when we tell people how to get there. It's like <laughs> like rocket science to some people. Just go to Twitter and you Just will find Twitter. us. Or West Kentucky Star, but you got to dig, dig around when you get there. You go to Twitter, you don't have to dig around. Just wait for the post. Boom, there it is. Go to West Kentucky Star. Got to do a little uh, navigation. All right. All right. All right. So last, uh, what was it? I don't even remember anymore. Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It was Saturday night. So the second region is having their championship. And you've got UHA, University Heights, taking on Madisonville North Hopkins. It's not second region, third region. Third region. And so, apparently, some of the newspaper reporters were getting upset because there were people on press row who were cheering for Madisonville North Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Who, it turns out, were the Madisonville North Hopkins radio team. Okay. But they still felt like it was unprofessional for a broadcast team of any sorts to cheer on a team in a championship game. What? Exactly. Those were my thoughts. Um, let me explain something. I've been on both sides of this. I've been a... Now, even though when I worked in, in print journalism, it was I only covered a couple of teams, so mm-hmm. I had vested interest in those teams. Still, though, I never cheered at ball games as a print journalist. Sure. Because my job was to be objective and neutral. Sure. Right? These, this is the beat that I'm on, if you will, but these are not the teams that I'm not 
I gotta be fair, right? Mm-hmm. Doing games for Graves County, yeah, I'll be standing up and cheering tonight. Well, in in your whole attitude when you're on a Graves County game is different than even you're when you're in Graves here. You're the Graves County people, right? Like, you're, you're wearing Graves voice. colors. You're the voice. I'm gonna be dressed nice tonight, but I will have my blue and gray shirt on, right? right? So that's the point. By the way, Joe Jackson stood up like in the, the uh, district championship, Graves versus Mayfield, and was fist pumping so hard that I thought I was going to get knocked out with a left hand hook. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's different. And here's my point: Have you not ever heard a radio call for a team that you right. follow? Right, from the high school to the pros. And you don't give me this horse hockey about how well, but they weren't standing up and cheering. Sorry, it's different when you're the broadcast team for that school. Yeah. When Tom Leach is calling a game for Kentucky and it's a big game, I don't go to the video highlights. I want to hear what Tom had to say because right. he's going to be pumped up and excited. And here we go. Baseball, do you know why I love my Cubs so much? Because of Harry Carey. Mm-hmm. Harry Carey cheered his head off when those Cubs were doing good. It is different when you it are didn't the happen media a whole people. lot when he was. <laughs> it did not. But it is just a different beast sure. when you're on that side of it. it is, I don't think it's unprofessional. I think it would be a disservice to the fans of your broadcast and of your team if you acted like it's no big deal. Well, and look at when you go the opposite way. Look at how much slack or flack that Joe Buck gets yeah. for doing trying Listen, to do a neutral broadcast. If and but that's true. But if a, a, a Fox Sports or an ESPN broadcaster was doing a Kentucky Tennessee game sure. and was kind of pulling for one, t- or even at the end of the game off camera standing up and cheering, that would be that's unprofessional. Yeah, but not Tom Leach. No. Not you know like it's just not because you're invested with these players. Mm-hmm. You're you've along, been along for the ride. You're along for the ride, and you're a fan. Mm-hmm. You want to see them succeed because that's the team that you're a part of. It, you know, you're not a part of. You know what I mean? Sure. So you're vested in it. Well, heck, there's been you know some schools give the broadcasters championship rings here's, when they here's win. The thing, Joe Jackson is beloved in Graves County mm-hmm. because of how he calls those games, right? And how excited he is. The best called games that Joe Jackson ever broadcast are the games that are close and tight and mean something and Graves is doing well. Right. He's not getting excited when the opponent's doing well. Right. He's getting excited when Graves is doing well. And uh, by the way, talk about a coach's cam in a tight game against a rival. Put the camera on Joe Jackson. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, there was a moment where I had to, thought I was going to have to run out of my seat because of the fists were flying, baby. <laughs> but it's hard not to feel that way and hold that back. And it's not unprofessional when it's the radio team or the broadcast team for that school on a station for that school. Right. No, I completely agree with you 100%. Now, if Eric Chumler is cheering tonight, right, that's unprofessional. Me and Joe, the whole time on these non-Graves games, neither one of us has clapped and cheered and mm-hmm. pointed things out. So, there it is. I just had to vent because I've been on both sides. It is not the same. I could find myself, if I'm watching you know, a game that I have no ties to, getting myself emotionally invested, but not to the point to where I'm cheering for a team, more to the point to where I'm excited about watching athletics. Good sports is fun to watch. And we're not even talking about necessarily cheering for a team in the moment. We're talking about at the end of a game standing up and cheering. Get over it. Get over it. So, And and honestly, even if if anybody, if you're... You just watched a great game, and you Sunday? stand up and applaud that. Why can't it I stand up and applaud that? If you're Why a Kraken fan, you can game. still applaud that yeah. game too. That you just watched your team had a great year. You give them a There's, hand clap. Yeah, show some respect. Absolutely, I don't but have a problem with even that. I'd, again, I would have a problem with a neutral media member cheering on a team during or even after a game, like if a full fledged emotional cheer. Right. I don't have a problem with Joe Jack, and you shouldn't have a problem with me getting excited over Graves County because mm-hmm. that's who that's going to happen if they for, win, right? Yeah. 
it endears you to their fans when you are that way. You're doing a you're, job. You're, you're displaying what they're feeling, right, and they right. want to hear that in your in your call. They and that's you. why you want to hear your home broadcast yes. more so than a national broadcast. When ESPN does these multicast games, I'm looking for my team. Mm-hmm. I want my team's broadcast. Mm-hmm. I'm a homer. Right. It's okay. All right. I just had to get that off my chest because I totally agree if it's a neutral party. You I, know what? I cannot agree with you. We if have it's a school. made it through this whole show without, without saying. <laughs> well, not only that, without saying hats off. Apparently, we, we, say hats off a lot. we said hats off too much last week. But I'm an old school Western fan, so when I say hats off, that's like tip of the hat. Well, like, well, you, that's your Dr. Show of Jeff respect. from WKYQ. He called me. He goes, "Well, first it was only Brian saying hats off, <laughs> and then he got you saying hats off. <laughs> so we're gonna have to start a drinking game where you're playing hats off. So uh, you know what." We could just keep saying hats off, because that's our go-to. Hats off, Dr. Jeff. All right. <laughs> hats off to the show. That's it for today. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Follow us on Twitter tonight. Find Chris tonight for a t-shirt. He'll let you know. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, an analysis breakdowns and setting you up for the championship game tomorrow night. That and more, Region 1 Sports. This was a presentation of the Region 1 Sports Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.